This episode is brought to you by Red Riding Hood, the manga-inspired take on the classic fairy tale for readers grades K through 2, written by Christina Oxtra. In Red Riding Hood, readers review the classic story in a brand new way, with twists in the story, more diverse characters, and featuring Japanese aesthetics incorporated throughout. Red Riding Hood is part of a series published by Capstone and written by various artists with unique takes on your childhood favorites. Look out for Red Riding Hood, available on Amazon and your local bookstores. Congratulations, Christine, on your first published book. The link is in the show description. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Darian. Alongside me, as always, is the lore archivist himself, Mr. Josh Finney. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. Hey, Josh. I have something to tell you. Uh, what now? The Earl of Sandwich is still following me on Twitter. Uh, please just get get off this show. The world's I'm greatest finding a, hot I'm sandwich. I'm finding a new co-host. I, I mean, we have one here if you really want to fire me. <laughs> uh, joining us is the Colonel himself, Colonel Panic, Joe Wilson. Hello, Joe. Hiya. I see you are uh, sitting comfortably inside the Paramidian right now. I am, and I'm looking at these Earl of Sandwich on, and man, they have a Caprese. That looks delicious. I, I'm going to tell you, it is delicious. Oh, I think so I've hungry. had every single sandwich on their menu at one point or another. Cheese pizza bread. Huh. Sometimes okay. I even order the kids menu because they have the pizza sandwich and macaroni and cheese and both are delicious. Listen, I gotta close if, it. You, if you ever make your way to the uh, to the Earl, Joe, uh, the Hawaiian barbecue will literally change your life. It will. Will it? Yeah. Yes, it is, it is the greatest sandwich I've ever had. When I go, I buy extras to bring home in my carry-on bag and put them in my freezer. Yeah, my every that is t- not an exaggeration. I bought like forty dollars worth of sandwiches when we went in February and brought them back. Yeah, we uh, we had like eighty dollars worth of gift cards, me and my dad, and we had we spent all of them in like three days. So um, yeah, it's pretty good. And every time my parents go and don't don't like we don't go with them. My dad gets stopped at the airport every time because you know these cylindrical foil wrappers kind of <laughs> look They're suspicious like, why are you smuggling sandwiches <laughs> so you know what you should do you should get a pelican a yellow pelican clay case and make it look like docks from back to the future and put biohazard things so it looks mm. like plutonium cil- cylinders mm, that'll go over real well it should get i mean if they're gonna look at you either way might as well just go full out might, yeah well might as well get my dad a lab coat too oh yeah marty marty we gotta go back back <laughs> all right uh so that there's our sandwich casuals minute uh man now that's all i want i just want a hawaiian barbecue and an original and a blt and i will be uh man i'm dreaming now counting down the months until i can go back to the earl i know uh it's not gonna be a while i can tell you that right now the earl the earl does not like the masks yeah so um, I would risk it though. 
Look, okay, to be to be fair, if my wife said it was okay, I would risk my life for a roll sandwich sandwich in this pandemic right now. Corey, you are a national treasure. Please never change. I I'm just saying that would it would be awesome. I'd be sitting there. A breathtaking take from Corey Deering, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, I'd be sitting back, uh, my feet up on the on one of the chairs out on the patio, munching on a Hawaiian barbecue. I'd be I'd be <laughs> Twitch IRL the whole time and really just tagging Josh in every Twitter post every like five minutes, saying I'm still here at the Earl. Saying, be a good time. Be a good time. I'd even get one of their brownies, some of their potato wedges. These all sound delicious. Oh, you have no idea how delicious the sandwich is. You're right. I have no idea. You are. You look, look. If if Destiny was a sandwich, okay, it would be about half as good as Earl sandwich. Oh my goodness. So, just saying, just throwing that out there, to everybody. I had a really disappointing turkey sandwich the other day. I mean, I was like, man, I wish this was Earl sandwich. Where was it from? My kitchen. Oh, that's the worst. My fridge. Because <laughs> you have no one to blame but yourself. I know. I even toasted it and everything. It was just so bad. It was not good. <laughs> so, uh, plus, we ran out of like good cheese, so I had to use like my kid's shredded bagged cheese. So it was oh, just real no. sad. The Earl well, would Corey. be disappointed. <laughs> Corey, I'm disappointed. <laughs> pre-shredded, pre-shredded cheese is a plague. Because it ruins the consistency of the cheese. Yeah. It's just ruined. I'm just saying, it was bad. It was not it was not good. I every bite was like a sad, disappointing reminder that Earl's sandwich exists just a two hour plane flight away. So I want a video of you like crying while you're eating that sandwich. Like, it's just not it, as it's good. become tradition over the last several years that anytime that either Corey or I goes, we tag the other in our sandwich order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's bad, u- and it's usually within like two or three weeks of each other going to. So. Yeah, we. I don't think we've gone since we met each other. Every time that we've gone to Florida, it has been either two weeks before or two weeks after the other. Yeah, every single time without fail, even the spontaneous trips. Yeah. Yeah, so oh man, sandwich casuals, okay. uh, the sandwich casuals, the podcast yeah. within a podcast. Uh, that's how that goes, right? Yeah, something but, like that. Podcast within a podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, so this is Tower Casuals, though the Destiny podcast. Here you can catch us live on Thursday nights, live right here on Boss Rush Games, live on Twitch, or on YouTube and podcast services on Friday evenings. To get your destiny on while you're playing destiny you can listen to us talk about destiny and sandwiches but mostly destiny and hawaiian barbecue so yeah i'm excited we have a we have a packed show tonight josh we really we? do yeah we we have a lot we got to get through tonight we're we're gonna we're gonna get to know the guardians in our lfg we're going to discuss those pesky bungee and xbox rumors we're gonna talk lore corner for the exodus quest line uh, we're going to talk to Schwab, ghost upgrades, and uh, of course, the main reason why we have Joe here is to discuss vaulting and collections with us. Yes, yeah. uh, yes. get his take on those. He he ha- he said he had some hot takes for us, so uh, hot takes. Ready to hand the mic over to him when we get to there. To, I have a dream. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Oh, oh, God! 
Are they are they just as hot as the world's greatest hot sandwich? I can't say. I'm not qualified to answer that question. It's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll critique you on it, then. I'll critique you when we get right. We will be the judge of that. I do have in-laws in Florida, though, so now I'm dreaming. Oh, well. You should, you should tell them to head on over to uh, Lake Buena Vista at Downtown Disney and walk into the Earl. Get you a sandwich. We'll probably have more luck at Tampa International Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow uh man uh jo- josh let's 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 hit up the lfg let's let's, let's get to know colonel panic in case people don't listen to arsenal x <laughs> all right guys uh you know him you love him one of one of our uh, co-hosts over on arsenal x colonel panic himself the colonel i'm just gonna call you the colonel i like it it's That's catchy fine. And, you know, it, it matches the name of the chicken, uh, FK Kate Six's chicken. And so, you know, it's all wow. good. Uh, so, Colonel, uh, every time that we have a guest on here, we like to ask him a few questions as they're joining our LFG. Okay. And uh, first off, we're going to start with where we start with everybody. Uh, what is your connection to Destiny? Um, I guess, what, when did you start playing? Uh, what are some of your favorite things about it? Uh, et cetera. So, I am... Like, I've been with a Bungie fan since, really since Halo. Um, mm-hmm. I I would say it's fair. I've played all of their games now retroactively mm-hmm. um, for appreciation. But I would say Halo was the first game of theirs that I played. I got an Xbox being a nerd in my nerdery as a child. Was, like, deciding between a PlayStation 2 and a, an Xbox, and it was like, oh, the Xbox is like just looking at specs on, like in mm-hmm. spreadsheets and stuff, and be like, I'm getting an Xbox, like the hard drive. <laughs> um, and then there was like no games to play for like the first like three months. I remember playing Mad Dash Racing, if you've ever played that game for the original Xbox. It's yeah, like, like, I remember it. Like goofy cartoon animals running around. <laughs> and uh, I remember like I was having a couple friends over, and I was like, I need a game. That will replace GoldenEye for us because we mm-hmm. would always play GoldenEye on the TV in split screen. And I was like, oh, there's this game called Halo and it does four player uh, split screen. It's like, so I pick it up and then we were, we were pretty much hooked on it. So whenever by that time, like as it evolved and I evolved with it, like I was like, I like this company. Um, it became more than like, I like Halo. It's like, I, I was invested in them. Uh, so was like really curious about Destiny. I'm an OG Destiny player, so I played Destiny One. Um, I don't know if I played it on the Xbox 360 at all. I think Oof. it was just on the next gen consoles. I don't know if there was if it was if there was any time where Destiny was only on one console. No. Uh, I played on that, but it was on both. At launch, it, it was but... on both. Yeah, it was on both from day one. Yeah, so I I originally started playing on my PlayStation uh, PlayStation Four. Okay. I think. Um, so I've been with the game since launch. I was in the alpha and the beta, and I've never really played a game like that. When I first started playing, I will say that I was like kind of taken back. I was like, I don't know if this game is for me because the 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 beta had the the mission with on Mars. Where you fight the big guy in that room? Ah, um, oh, cripes. Yeah, uh, Volstarak. Yeah. So, like, and, uh, like I AKA, remember... uh, as he's known in the Reddit community as Rock 
Rockets McDick face. Yes. And he was, I remember like being at the end of that level for like 30 minutes and like hiding behind these barrels. Hiding in the corner behind the boxes. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like getting a shot every time he like drifts Mm -hmm. over. And then you have to go and like clear ads to get some ammo and be like, man, I don't know if I like this. But then I played it like 90 times as like there was something there. Like, I I don't know if I liked it necessarily, but I also was definitely hooked on whatever was happening. Um, And then you find, like, people to play with. And I would then play every, probably Friday night, I worked, uh, uh, people from my work, I would play with them, like, pretty much every Friday. Um, I'm a Titan main. I've always been a Titan main. I've tried to play as other characters. I cannot I can't do it. It just it's it feels goofy. It's like living in somebody else's body. They're like, oh, this doesn't move the way it should move. <laughs> um, I have three characters and I don't touch them. Every now and again, I'm like, same oh, here. I, I don't touch the characters other than my hunter unless uh, mayhem rolls around and I can get double bright dust. I I will occasionally go and be like, I wonder if a warlock is really that bad. And I'll go and play and be like, it doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense to me. Yeah. Why um, is my jump weird? <laughs> why does this jump suck? And it's weird because the Titan, in my opinion, obviously, but, like, the Titan jump is so great. Like, you can just jump forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a Princess Peach in Mario 2. Like, he has the little skirt that he lifts up, and he can just float yeah. as long as he wants. I'm never going to be able to unsee that I know, I know of Titans lifting their skirts and floofing through the air like Mary Poppins. That's more, <laughs> I think it's more true than anybody it's great. can realize. It's great. Um, but I... I I don't know, and I was I was definitely hooked. And I'm not like an RPG person. Like mm-hmm. I say that, but I play a lot of RPGs. But it, it there's some sort of meld that has to happen. It can't be like a hard RPG. It has to have something else to get me through it. And I think Bungie has perfected like those moments of fun. Mm-hmm. They have like this moment that you hit where it's just like pure ecstasy. Like this is this is fun. And it's enough to sustain you to the next moment that you're doing that same thing, um, and I don't know. I've been I've been hooked on it ever since. And I will say that, unlike a lot of other games, Destiny has highs and lows. And there's times that I get so frustrated at it. Mm-hmm. And regardless how long I I walk away from it, like I'm always back. Like I was I when uh, Solstice came out, and I was. I was trying to grind it like this isn't going to happen and I was super frustrated and down on it and then literally a week later I'm playing it and I'm like okay I guess I'm playing this all day again uh, it's yeah. just a, it's it's always there it's like I don't know like one of those best friends it doesn't matter how long you're you're apart when you guys see it, it's just like everything's back to normal again right that's how that's that's me and destiny okay okay um so you've been playing since destiny 1 what is your if you could take one weapon out of Destiny 1 and bring it into Destiny 2, just throw all of Bungie's rules about uh, overpowered weapons and ammo, ammo economy and everything else out the window, what would you bring over and why? So, it it's coming back. So, it, it's not a great answer. But Hawkmoon was the first exotic I ever got. Hawkmoon, baby. Hawkmoon. Good answer. Good and answer so excited for this i was never a hand cannon person Mm -hmm. and i remember i was in the vault of glass we were down in that area where you have to sneak around the harpies that are yeah when you see them they um they go nuts 
we went up, we dropped down, and we went to that secret chest that's to the left where you have to climb up and go through that secret passage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was a chest there. And again, like this was my first raid. Yep. This is the first time playing with a group. Like these are people that I know in real life. Yeah. Um, and I open up that chest, and then like they see that I got Hawk Moon. I'm like, I got Hawk Moon, and I like again, like had no idea mm -hmm. what it was. First exotic. And everybody just starts giving me shit. They're like, you got that? And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. I was like, I don't even like hand cannons. But because it's an exotic, you equip it for right. at least a try. And it was glorious. Like, it's a, it was like a hand cannon that kind of felt like a, uh, a scout rifle. Like, you could go some range with it. Um, had a great sound. It looks super cool. It, like... This sounds so silly to say, but it feels heavy when you're playing the game. Like, mm -hmm. you could feel the weight of it, uh, which is something that is unique to Bungie games, in my opinion. Like, it is, I every gun has a feel, and I can yeah. I can imagine what it would feel like if I was holding it. Right. Um, so I got Hawkmoon, and I, I, up until I had to start equipping Gallahorn, me and that exotic, like, that mm -hmm. was always there. Like, I was like, oh, I can't use anything in that slot. Hawkmoon, yeah. that's Hawkmoon's slot. Literally, if I were to go into my character, like, there would be no weapons to other, like, to switch to, because it was like, no, Hawkmoon stays. Yeah. My favorite. Um, okay, so, I, so, so you're really excited for this gun coming back in November. I don't know. Like, I, I would, but part of me wants to say yes. Mm -hmm. But, like, just given the fact, like, Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yep. Is Especially it going, in a bungee game. Is it going to beat how I remember Hawkmoon? Even if that's not how it was. Like mm -hmm. the feeling that I have thinking about opening that chest and grabbing that gun and using it. Also, the jealousy factor was great. Like having everybody that I was playing with like be kind of like mad that I got it felt good. Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to trump that feeling? I don't know. But am I? I'm curious. I'm extremely curious about having it, and I would love for it to feel the same. Okay. Uh, if you were going to spend a day, one day, with any NPC in the Destiny universe, uh, who is it, and what do you go do? Oh, man, I I like Banshee. I would love to. Okay. I mean, okay. I self-admittedly, I am like a, a tinkerer. I have a lot of. Uh, I have a workshop, like I call it a workshop. It's my basement. I have a workshop behind me where I like to make stuff. Mm -hmm. He spends the whole day building guns and stuff like that. That sounds great to me. I'm extremely curious what all these guns look like on the inside. Um, Would you give an exotic quest to a guardian with little to no explanation like he does and just like wait for them to like walk around the tower in circles repeatedly? All the time. That would that's like that's one of my favorite things to do is to like secretly test people. I'm like I'm gonna give this to them and see what they do with it. So okay. oh yeah, that would be my that would be one of my secret. I would be handing out exotic quests left and right, but it would be D one exotic quests where you have to wait like three weeks to complete them to just visit this oh my vendor God. that's not there again. No, all like literally just oh, like timers counting down. You're a monster. Oh man, that was the worst slash the best. <laughs> slash the best. <laughs> Worst slash the best. Um, oh god, let's see. Uh, if Saint Fourteen baked cookies, what kind of cookie would he bake, and would you want to try it? Oh man, I feel like it would be. It would definitely have to have some sort of weird aftertaste. Do you know, like when you get Christmas cookies, like those uh, 
they come in the tin. Uh, what are those things called? Just the the ones that like we know cookies come in the tins, but you're not sure if you've ever actually seen cookies in them. They're, yeah, they're they all come in this little paper like, the, like sugar butter cookies. Almost? They're like butter cookies. Yeah, yeah. But like, and you get some of them and they taste great. And I feel like there's another set that like. They look appetizing. They're like, this looks like it's good, but they all taste the same. Like it's like, oh, this one's like a pretzel. This one has a star. This one's a this one's this. This one's that. But they all taste exactly the same. I feel like that's what he would make, but it would have the weird aftertaste of some sort of I don't know, like a like a licorice taste in it. That's my guess. Okay. Okay. That's uh that's I would say definitely not appetizing. Um and um uh, the, the last question. If you could delete any NPC from the game, who is it and why is it Soraya Hawthorne? Oh. I would I would delete the Cryptarch. That guy's... No, no. Listen, listen. The Cryptarch and I had some problems in Destiny 1, okay? Decrypting my legendaries into blues in week one. All right. We had some issues. Then he took away the loot cave from me and we had even more issues. Uh-huh. But, but Hawthorne. L- listen, I get it. You're a titan. You guys like to yeet things. She is standing on the ledge. Yeah. She is begging to be yeeted. Okay. And she <laughs> just got to, to as far as that Bungie's made her completely useless. Like, right. Listen, now. <laughs> if you if you Superman yeeted her off of the off of the tower, she would still look you dead ass in the eyes as you're falling down to the city and go, "You just never quit, do you?" And those are going to be her last words. So. It's going to be a lore entry the next time we talk about the city on Bungie.net. So she's, in my opinion, she's clearly an activist. Like, she's someone that I think annoys me because she's such a one-note person. Yep. But something that annoys me more than that is just, like, someone that's arrogant. And I'm sorry, that's the Cryptarch. Every time he decrypts some piece of shit for you, he's like, Oh, what are we doing today, Titan? It's like, ah, just... Give me, give me something that I need. Oh, uh, back from the hunter suit. Oh, back, back from, uh, back from the uh, wild boar chase you went on. It's like, what are you talking about? I don't, I just don't like him. He's not for me. That's fair. That's fair. I, have, <laughs> I, I, I will accept this answer, even though it should one hundred percent be Hawthorne. But thank you for answering our LFG questions. Of oh, course. my pleasure. Uh, for anybody who comes on, you get a list of random questions that I may or may not think of on the spot uh, for our guests to answer. You so, forgot uh, to ask him the most important question. No, I'm not asking him a sandwich question this week. We're skipping sandwich questions. No. We've already had multiple sandwich segments. kind of want to answer the sandwich question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen. We, we asked the Zavala one. We've asked about Drifter. Um, if... Hmm. What if, if Brother was? Vance was to order a sandwich? What would be on it? Brother Vance. Brother Vance, that lonely sad sack we never oh. go to on Mercury. Oh my goodness. That sandwich is going to be real basic. <laughs> I'm going to say it's... How, how basic are we talking? Eggs sunny side up on some bread. No, I feel like even that. It's got to be like, it's got to be like an egg salad sandwich on white bread. <laughs> like, listen, this is the dude who buys the store brand bread where it's like 10 loaves for $10. Okay. Yeah. He puts a single slice of store brand 
pasteurized American cheese on there. Okay, he puts on. He doesn't put on even Oscar Mayer deli turkey. Okay, no, Which no, is delicious. That that motherfucker puts bologna or olive loaf on there. That's what I'll, he puts on there. I will go one step further. Okay, hit me. Store bought bread, clearly the whitest bread you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Mayo, <laughs> one slice of not craft, but government cheese. Mayo, and then another slice of white bread, not toasted. The end. See, all you have to do to get him to even think that that is his order is just tell him to Osiris order this in in the cafeteria. Oh, this dude will never (laughs) eat anything different, ever. And, like, you find out, like, later on that, like, he got, like, the King Club sandwich in the cafeteria. And Vance is like, what the fuck, guys? What the fuck? Uh, he wouldn't even know. for eons now. He he got that order once, and then he makes it himself in the corner at, with his mini fridge ingredients. Never goes to the cafeteria again. He's the worst. I, I mean, dude, he's on Mercury. If he wants it toasted, he can just walk outside. But he's too basic for even that. Man, what a what a wiener! <laughs> <laughs> Brother Vance, You're right. Weird. I didn't realize how much I hated Brother Vance. You guys got me on it. Uh, what has he done? Oh man, it's not, like the worst expansion too. He's really got the shaft. <laughs> at least in Destiny One, he was the Trials vendor. Oh yeah. man, that's that's right. Now they have the coolest Guardian ever to be the Trials vendor. So, still that out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we actually do have an awful lot of news to get to this week, though. Uh, so, Corey, I'm going to go ahead and steer us into our new segment. Great. Um, Let's do what it. What I think is possibly the juiciest news that we could have to talk about on here, and we'll almost certainly be talked about again on Arsenal X this coming weekend. Uh, earlier this week, we had a rumor break. Uh, Jeff Grubb and Imran Khan broke it on a podcast that they did, I believe, on Sunday night. Uh, early Monday morning, people start picking up on it that they mentioned that Bungie and Microsoft have been engaged in acquisition talks, that Microsoft has made multiple bids, like aggressive bids, to reacquire Bungie. Um, This turns into an entire saga. Uh, Pete Parsons comes out and says, no, that's not true. It never happened, uh, with Deej backing him up on it. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN kind of goes, well, about six weeks ago, when Halo Infinite got delayed, I heard from a high play source at 343 that there were high-level talks between Bungie execs and Microsoft execs going on. He's like, I don't know if this is related to them acquiring the studio, which I don't think is happening. He says, I think it's related to DLC deals or to maybe their new IP named Matter that they're working on. A guy from uh, insider from Eurogamer comes and backs up what Jeff and Imran were saying. Uh, and, it, and it's gone kind of quiet the last couple of days. Hmm. First questions first. Do we think there is even a remote chance of this happening? Joe, we're going to start with you. You're a longtime Bungie fan, longtime Microsoft fan. Do you think this is possible? Yes. Okay. How how much... So I think we all agree that it's definitely... Anything's possible. If we say it's 5% possible, it's possible. How, how possible do you think this is? I would say 
But when you say possible, do you mean possible of it happening or possible that it, what we're talked about has happened? Uh, I, 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 want to, I want two different numbers here. I want, do we think this talk actually happened? Percentage of the likelihood of this actually happening and that Pete is having to downplay this legally? I think 90% chance that this okay. has happened. There's clearly they've been talking. There's been Bungie, or at least I will say Destiny, and Xbox has been very closely intertwined the past six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and very clearly, I mean, like, look at look at what's happening with Game Pass. Look at all of the promotional material. Every yeah, trailer I mean, I, is Phil really... Phil Spencer has also said this is his favorite xCloud game. Also, so it, Josh, remember when I... Right, like, maybe right after we started Tower Casuals, like, did you notice that, like, there's just a giant Xbox logo before every Destiny trailer now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I noticed that back then and I didn't really think of anything of it. I know I pointed out to uh, Ray Apollo and a few of our other friends. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I guess they got the marketing deal. And then during the Xbox showcase, of course, we find out about the Game Pass deal. They spend a lot of time talking about the next gen upgrades. Uh, there is another part to this rumor that came out, though, and this is where I want to get into the acquisition talk. A rumor that's kind of picked up steam in the last week or two is that Microsoft, and I'm not sure where it originated, so I don't want to falsely attribute it to anybody, um, a rumor started up that Microsoft asked Bungie to delay Beyond Light. That Beyond Light was actually ready, but Bungie, or Microsoft realized around the time of the showcase that uh, our game is not, or before the showcase, I guess, that Halo may not be ready for launch. Uh, can you delay Beyond Light and be our main launch title? We'll launch you alongside Gears Tactics. Um, and hey, here's a giant truck of money to do it. Um, I personally don't think that that happened. I think they actually did need the extra development time going to next-gen consoles, um, mm-hmm. trying to stabilize that 60 frames, because if that if that and the slightly wider uh, field of view are not absolutely on point, they're going to get massacred for it, and probably rightfully so. Uh, this is the second time they've tried to take Destiny cross-gen. The first time, of course, was the 360 to the Xbox One and PS3 to PS4. Um, what are what is the percentage? And I, I want to hear this from each of you now. What is the percentage that you think Microsoft will actually continue to try to acquire Bungie? I mean, I don't think the talks would ever like a hundred percent stop. You know, I mean, I think Microsoft's mm-hmm. always looking to make acquisitions and Bungie right. and like Bungie's a great target <clears throat> to go for, right? And Microsoft yeah. has deep pockets. Uh, I I. I think that Bungie is too big to stay platform exclusive like that, like my, like mm-hmm. a Xbox exclusive. Like Destiny is too big, right? Maybe Matter would be the Xbox exclusive if they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I I think it would be a Minecraft situation at this point if Microsoft did oh, acquire, it, it would, reacquire it would have Bungie. To be, if this ever went just to Xbox and PC, like rightfully so, Microsoft would be crucified for it in the media. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be really cool to see Bungie come back into the fold, but mm-hmm. Bungie is so big. Like, I think they said, like, every studio that Microsoft has acquired, like, if you combine all of them, all the studios, like, it's still smaller than Bungie. So, like, that's a lot of yeah. overhead. That's a lot of new people you're paying. That's a lot of, you know, new funding to a game that... You know, not that not not that Destiny wouldn't make the money back, but it's like that's a lot of people you're still paying, and that's a lot of yeah. you know, 
insurance you're paying on. That's a lot of, you know, studio space and everything that you're now paying. Um, have they <clears throat> talked? I'm sure they have. And I'm sure Microsoft offered them a ton of money. Uh, do I see Bungie kind of coming, quote unquote, back home? I, I, I don't know. I I don't know. Money is money. You know what I mean? Like, any like, there's a price on everything, and Microsoft has the means to do it. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're definitely investing in a future project and not Destiny. I would say. Oh, a- absolutely. Uh, and part of the other report that we had he- in this report, what we were hearing is uh, Bungie has rejected Microsoft's offer so far because uh, basically they know their value. Uh, what Microsoft's offering is not what Bungie feels that they are valued at. Um, my guess is part of that is that Jason Jones or um, Pete Parsons would want to take a buyout or have a larger role in the same Xbox game studios at that point mm-hmm. if they were to come back. Um Colonel, I, I want to get your thoughts on this before I go ahead and give too many of my own. I I think that the offer is probably always on the table for the time being. Mm-hmm. I if if an offer was made, I think that if at any point Bungie wanted to come back and ask, I think it would be an open discussion. I agree. I think that they are. I think I think they've both changed a lot since. OG Bungie Microsoft days. They both have, uh, for the most part, new leadership as well. We should and, yeah. And I think they're both in a better position because of it. And I mm-hmm. think that's probably why they're both enticing to join up again. Oddly enough, yeah. Uh, they're they're the couple that were like they got they separated and they both got hot and then now they're like oh should we get back together like well we've already kind of done that right to like right. do we still have all the same problems. Like, like right, right now they're like going out to dinner. They're going out to dinner. They're going. They're, they're going to the zoo together. They're friends again. Oh, it's it's nice good to, to see you. A, it's they're nice friends. They're, they're having a. They're having a couple sleepovers. We can be friends. <laughs> Jeez, a couple of sleepovers. Uh, they're, so, they're they're going to Cabo together right yeah, now. That's that's November. Friends. All their all their other friends are talking about. It, but you getting back with so and so? It's like no, we're just friends. Uh, you know, Activision is being left behind. Like, uh, dude, what? Like, Activision and three four three are just kind of looking at these guys. Like, oh, god dang it! So I, I don't. Oh man, yeah. Like, I you, you left me for that person. Be like, well, well, yeah. Oh man, that's that's amount. That that There's so many way stronger than I, here. Like it was when I was going into it. So I, I think that they, I think they would both entertain it. But I think that at the same time, that I think that Bungie is too self-sufficient right now i think they are too big i but look at what look at what microsoft did with minecraft like they did not they pushed it forward but they like i don't think anything was held back from it uh at that point so i think they're capable of doing something like that i mean they're still doing a minecraft exclusive release for ps4 with psvr and like that's great uh i would love to see some version of something come to Nintendo, mm-hmm. if at all possible, uh, if any of those rumors are true. Um, so, I think the offer is always on the table, and I think that I think they have a good open dialogue right now. Clearly, they talk to one another. Um, do I think it's going to happen? I I I don't. I think that there's too much history there that I feel like anybody that's knows that works at Bungie that's been there through any of the original stuff would either need to be bought out as you said or um 
they I mean they would really need some convincing as yeah. far as like something like that. I feel like they 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 value their independence. And yeah. they, they haven't had it very long. And it's gotta feel great to be wanted. Like every yeah. time they're independent, someone is like really trying to court them. That's gotta be a good feeling. Yeah. Um so I, I I'll I'll try and make this real quick. We do have a lot we need to get on to. Um for the record, I don't think that this is gonna happen. Um I do think that uh high level talks did happen happen like Brian McCaffrey was saying um I personally think that it was Microsoft um trying to strike a deal a continuing deal for the DLC um possibly to get Witch Queen and Lightfall uh, maybe to get some Game Pass perks I would not rule out seeing like a couple Game Pass uh perks kind of like Twitch Prime has had mm-hmm. some old uh old Eververse stuff from like year one and two um but like be like hey we're gonna rotate this into the store this season too so PlayStation players aren't feeling left out um, or, you know, like offer the bundle to them for bright dust, but Hey, we're going to give it for free to Xbox and PlayStation, maybe a bundle of like 500 silver or something. I could see something like that. I mean, a, a free season eventually, uh, something crazy like that. Um, but I do think that the crux of the talks did focus on Bungie's next IP. And I, I think Phil Spencer has realized in recent months that Xbox needs to, they need to play hardball and buy some third party exclusives, frankly, buy some new IPs. What I mean, better studio to go to than the house that basically built Xbox? Yeah, um, especially because like you saw this week that you know Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 16 is an is a PlayStation console exclusive, which you know yeah. that's that's a huge get. You know, regardless if you're a Final Fantasy, absolutely huge get. I mean, and I think a Bungie exclusive makes sense on Xbox, much like a Square Enix exclusive makes sense on PlayStation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like a Capcom exclusive, like Street Fighter made sense on, on PlayStation Four last generation. Uh, Tomb Raider didn't make sense on Xbox. That's traditionally a multiplayer and a PlayStation game. Like a Bungie exclusive, especially a new IP, would make so much sense. Like the only thing that makes more sense at that point, I think, is the Night Zero Republic three. Um, Don't tease me. I like do that. think that Don't. I personally think that that's that's the talk that they had is they're going to do that. Uh, we know Phil Spencer and Pete Parsons are good friends. Uh, Phil's been in studio for some Bungie bounties before, especially after the Activision split. He was in there again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started kind of cozying up again. It was immediately a Game Pass beta title. It is the, one of their flagship titles they are pushing with the Android launch. It's coming to Game Pass on Tuesday with Forsaken and Shadowkeep and then Beyond Light on the 10th for all mobile and console Game Pass users with PC getting all three next year. Like, I, I don't want to know how many dump trucks of money Phil drove to their offices, uh, but I'm willing to bet it was a small fleet. Uh, yep. He may he may have like had an AC one thirty fly over and just drop crates of cash into Luke Smith's backyard at this point. Who knows? Um, and I think it was really it was really interesting. She brought up anybody who was there during the Halo days would need to be bought out because Luke Smith is one of the few senior leadership people who was there. Uh, him, Chris Barrett, there's a couple others uh, who are all obviously like senior gameplay designers or game directors now. Uh, Noseworthy, I think, came on just after Halo Reach, maybe. Um, and those guys, obviously, they're they're so intertwined with what makes Destiny Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, Luke's the architect of the Vault of Glass. With without him, we don't have a huge part of the end game. Without him, we don't we don't have the Taken King. We don't have Forsaken. Uh, we don't, we don't have any of that stuff. So we let, we may not even have King's Fall at that point. Uh, at least not in the way that we remember it now. So. I think Bungie is too big to acquire, um, but at the same time, I don't know if anybody's too big for Microsoft if they open their wallet enough. This is the company that was willing to pay like hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions, for TikTok. Um, 
And <laughs> Phil's been told, you know, you can open the war chest to get whatever you need to. Bungie has like four or 500 employees bare minimum right now. 600, um, I think. Looking 600, at the article, okay. Yeah. So yeah, they, they've begun staffing up for Matter then. Um, I, I cannot see them. Uh, uh, Double Fine, for reference, has like 45 employees. Uh, Ninja Theory has, I think, 80. Yeah. They're they're not going to go. I uh, what's the what's their compulsion has forty. Like they're I don't think they're acquiring. I do think that I personally think they're too big. If they did get them, I think it would be with the understanding we're going to take some of their senior gameplay designers and we're going to instill them in leadership roles over at three four three to get that studio back on track. Um, that I saw the Halo fanboy fantasy this week of oh my god, Bungie can come back and take Halo over again. Bungie is never touching Halo again. No, they don't want it. If Bungie ever touches Halo again after the last decade of ups and downs that it's had, uh, I'll do so. I'll eat my hat. Uh, I'll 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 eat Joe's hat. I'll eat Joe's hat live on stream and buy them. I got plenty of them. Uh, So, I agree. I don't think that Bungie wants nothing to do with Halo. And if if you were to really look at like the Halo games individually, you can see the evolution of Bungie leading into Destiny. Mm Mm-hmm. And like they, 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 it's absolutely a company that does not want to go back once they've like aged out of a project. Yeah. Um, it it's just it doesn't seem like that's in their. I don't know what their mission statement is like for their company, but I'd imagine it. It that's got to be part of it. Like we're just like we don't want to go back to like rehash the past. It, they they're definitely an evolving company. This article that I'm looking at says their estimated net worth is two billion. Yeah, but Bungie is absolutely Bungie's absolutely not getting bought by Microsoft. If they did, it would be the single biggest uh, studio acquisition ever. It, I would say it, um, it would it would dwarf what Sony paid for Insomniac, which was I. I think it was two hundred fifty like, million. Yeah, it, I don't know if that. I think it was like one hundred and fifty ish. And I mean, they, they made that back on Spider Man instantly. Um, I don't. I don't think that they acquire Bungie though. I think you're absolutely. Right. Um, I do think that there is going to be a lot of partnerships, though, mm-hmm. and that in a lot of ways, like Microsoft I, may publish their games. Yeah, that's cool. what I'm saying. I mean, it could be like a second party yeah. relationship similar to right. what Insomniac uh, was before. What Insomniac mm-hmm. was, and honestly, what Remedy was to Microsoft for so many years. Yeah. Um, and what Bioware was to them in uh, the original Xbox era. So oh, I man. definitely to keep an eye on. Um, I don't I don't think we've heard the last of this. But I also don't think we're going to hear anything else until Beyond Light is out. I think after Beyond Light is out, uh, since that is the console day, Microsoft likes to make a lot of announcements around the time that their consoles come out. Um, they traditionally hold an event in November. Um, they did XO19 last year and showed off Everwild, Grounded, Tell Me Why, uh, Wasteland, all those for the first time. I think they're going to have something alongside the uh, announcement of whatever the initiative is working on. And I think it's a bunchy announcement at this point. Yeah. Whether it's a stronger partnership, like, hey, we're going to extend this for the lifespan of Destiny, uh, which, again, killer investment if you do that. Yeah. for Both for Bungie, who is searching, Bungie is actively searching for funding. We know that now. They're trying to pay off the Activision debt. The Stadia deal did not work out. And everybody hated when they were aligned with PlayStation. Even they hated it. At least here, you're not locking content off for people. So that, that's it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so any any last second thoughts before we move to the Schwab? No, I just I look, like I said, I I mean, I think we're all Xbox people here like for the yeah. most part, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, PlayStation's great and everything, but like I, we mostly play our games on Xbox and Destiny is has been a staple of 
our Xbox library for a while. I think we would all love to see like the entire generation. I think it's a I think it's a better story to talk about than I think it would actually become mm-hmm. in theory. Like it's nice to think, oh man, Microsoft's doing so well. Phil Spencer's like this like, great man. The prodigal son <laughs> is returning. Yeah. And like, um, I just, I just feel like, you know, it's a better story to talk about than it actually would be. Although I will be playing destiny on, uh, Xbox for a long time. So I, I think you guys both nail it when you said that, uh, the leader, there's been a lot of leadership changes on both sides. Um, I think the, the studio heads, I mean, if you have never read it, I recommend picking up Jason Schreier's book, blood, sweat and pixels. Great. There's an entire destiny one chapter in there. And he talks about so many of the senior Halo designers were so pumped to leave Microsoft because they didn't want to keep making Halo. They were done. And Microsoft's leadership was refusing to negotiate. And parties on both sides have admitted to it. But like Bungie's leadership, once new leadership got in there and the old ones basically bounced not too long after the deal was signed, they didn't want to work on Destiny. Destiny caused the leadership rift. The, the younger designers were like, oh, well, crap, should we have stayed with Microsoft? We would have had infinite funding. Like... We, we could have just worked on something. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, I don't think they want to go back to being published, though. I don't think they want to go back to being owned. The Activision deal probably scarred them, frankly. Um, yeah. And I don't blame they are They are one of the most powerful single studios out there, I think, that does not have multiple franchises. Um, Qu- and is not owned by anybody. Yeah. Do you think do you think that Microsoft could pull a Sony slash Fortnite thing where Sony invested that money into Epic and now like maybe I don't know, maybe Microsoft um, invests in Bungie without actually acquiring them? So yeah, my my kind of thought on that, because I was thinking about that also. Um we talk about them possibly publishing matter. Um, maybe they come out and make a make an announcement on stage at like next year's E3 or at like X, if they do a digital XO20 this fall and go, hey, by the way, hell, even at the Game Awards they could do something like come out on stage and be Phil and uh, I, I know Pete Parsons come out or Luke Smith comes out and they're like, hey, by the way, uh, we're going to do a deal similar to what Remedy did with Epic. We're going to publish the next two original IPs from Bungie. And they're going to be exclusive to Xbox Series X and PC. Uh, I, th- I think that would be that would be the uh, an investment along the lines of what we're talking about. I think I don't think they'll actually invest money in it unless they get a direct say in the business dealings, which Bungie would never agree to, frankly. Yeah. I also feel like Bungie really wants to do something other than a sci-fi shooter. Yep. That's and matter is rumored to be completely different. So it, it's what well, if you look at. Did you guys? Did you guys play Age of Booty? No. So Bungie made an iPad game that was like a pirate game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was on it, Xbox Live Arcade at some point too. Oh, was it? Yeah. So you, you have to like you take a ship and you have to like sail it around and then like it was it was legitimately a fun game. Uh, I don't even think you can download it on any Apple device anymore. I think it, like they, they clearly stopped updating it and stuff like that. But I think even the early version of like when they were before they started making destiny like the the other games that they were like pitching were like wildly different and even the concept art for destiny is way different well i mean so we know we know jamie geismer who was one of the lead designers on halo 3 um was kind of the leader of one faction and jason jones was the leader of the other jason jones of course the ceo founder of the company jason wanted destiny 
Jason wanted, or even an even more extreme version of Destiny is what he wanted. Jamie and the others had a like medieval, almost Dragon Age style game that they were pitching, yeah. and eventually the RPG mechanics of that combined with the sci-fi shooter that uh, Jason Jones wanted them to stick to, and lo and behold, you got Destiny, and almost everybody on Geismer's side left after that. Yeah. Um, that, that's, of course, detail in Jason's book. I won't go into it. But, yeah, I think there's been a craving to do something different. And they're a big enough studio now where, honestly, Bungie's, Bungie's not going away. Like, we talked about an engine refresh uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, A1 Johnny on here. Uh, it's If they do do an engine refresh next year when it goes next-gen only, then I think this game's around for at least another three expansion arc past Lightfall. Yeah. Because um, they, they like to go in, they like to go in threes. You had the Destiny One arc, you, which was you know the protecting the lost, the last city, uncovering some secrets of the universe. You have the Pyramids arc right now, um, that's beginning. We just had the, uh, I guess the Red War and like threats to humanity. You have the Pyramids arc, um, that's presumably going to end in Lightfall. Where do you go after that? Um, and I think I think they've got plenty of ideas. They plan several years out. We know that. I mean, hell, we're about to talk about the Twab, and they they tease something in one of the images from season fifteen. For God's sake, um, they're they're definitely stuff kicking around. Uh, so, yeah, Bungie, Microsoft, expect to hear a whole lot more about that in the future. Um, but guys, the Twab this week, customizable ghosts. Yes, yes. Which sucks because I just bought the Indiana Jones ghost. <laughs> no, no. So, so here's here's the good thing. We're gonna break all this down, Corey. I'm gonna tell you why that's not a bad thing. Um, so their goals in Beyond Light that they're going to do, um, it's going to re- they're gonna receive a system update on uh, November 10th. This is gonna be a meaty patch. This isn't just be Beyond Light content. This could be like a gameplay overhaul. Yeah. Uh, Ghost shells will now have energy levels and access to mods with energy costs instead of being preloaded with specific perks. So basically, it's going to work exactly like your armor upgrades do. Um, the treatment has been applied to all ghosts outside of the initial generalist shell. So you can use all of your ghost shells regardless of tier all the time. Nice. Um, Selection of mods will be available on all ghost shells by default, while remaining mods will be obtainable by gameplay sources. Information on where to find these mods will be uh, learned from collections. Ghost mods will be obtained from gameplay reward loops and will not be purchasable from Eververse. That's the that big, that's I think the that's the biggest one right there. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely been a concern of the community, and rightfully so. Is the the continued monetization of Eververse? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of hoping that we see a lot less of that going forward now with the Microsoft deal. Um, and Ghost will have four mod slots. Three are unlocked automatically. The fourth is unlocked when you masterwork your Ghost shell. Um, before we go any further, I do want to note that uh, Cosmo, uh, one of the community managers, did uh, say on Reddit that uh, the cost is light to upgrade these and will only use Glimmer, Legendary Shards, and Enhancement card cores. No need to spend your prisms or golf balls on ghosts. Uh, that's probably the best news for me because I think that's going to make it real easy for the customization that we're about to talk about. Um, so one of the things that they show in here, um, when they're talking about the mods, there's going to be an experience mod slot, a tracking slot, an economic slot, and an activity slot. Um, the last of which is unlocked when you hit 10 energy. You can mix and match mods from these categories however you like with respect to their energy limits, much like your armor. 
for example, a Crucible-focused player who wants to grind out materials and earn XP towards their seasonal rewards might choose a Guiding Light, Meager Glimmer Booster, and Lesser Core Harvest for the Crucible. Uh, there's a variety of combinations that can be set up on different ghosts to suit whatever goals you may be chasing. Uh, for those wondering what will happen to old ghost perks, uh, most of those have been brought forward and largely unchanged as default unlocked mods. So things like Speed Demon, uh, so your Instant Summon, uh, your Treasure Hunter, your Guiding Lights, those are, are going to be automatically unlocked, it sounds like. Um, in some cases, destination-specific material or cash trackers, those have been transformed into globally effective non-destination-specific versions for better utility. So I expect, like, uh, resource finders, for example, like EDZ Resource Locator. Um, and then they say um, Kill Tracker and Leviathan Boss Kill Perks will remain intrinsic only on their specific ghost shells. But you'll be able to build most of the popular exotic perk combinations that were available, such as Guiding Light and Treasure Hunter. Um, and on these, so they give us two mock-ups of what the ghosts look like. I, I promise I'm about to be done explaining and we'll get everybody's thoughts in. Uh, they give us two examples of um, mods on here. So uh, both of these cost six energy, but one, for example, is uh, it looks like it's in the second slot and it's it's the experience mod. It's called Blinding Light, and it increases XP gains by 12%. Uh, it's only 500 Glimmer to equip it, but it has a note on it that says this mod, this mod is fragile and will expire at the end of Season 15. So it's kind of implied this is a mod we'll get at the beginning of Beyond Light, and it'll expire next summer. Uh, same with the next one that they show, which is Greater Core Harvest. Um, for strikes, uh, it specifically says for Vanguard, defeating bosses in Vanguard playlist strikes or nightfalls has a chance to award enhancement prisms. Um, so the, the gold bars that you get in endgame activities, which are kind of hard to come by unless you are purchasing them from the gunsmith or you have uh, teams to matchmake with on higher level nightfalls. Um, so I'm really excited for what this means for customization and for what it means for grinding out. I think that's a much more acceptable way for those of us who maybe don't want to go play 1080 Nightfalls. We don't want to go do master level Nightfalls just to get prisms and maybe golf balls or something like that. Um, kind of help you stockpile materials a little bit better, buy those end game golf balls to fully upgrade your armor. Um, I personally plan to have a ghost for each activity. Uh, since it's so cheap to upgrade them, apparently, I fully plan to have a Vanguard uh, Crucible and a, a Gambit one. But guys, what do you think about this? Is this good? It's definitely pushing it in more of an RPG direction, um, like so many of the changes have the last couple of years. I think it's great. I I feel like this stuff, like because you have all these ghost shells that do these things, and I can tell you that. As much as like I have like where the the treasure locator for like specific places like are available, mm -hmm. I don't change my ghost. No, like I don't I'm either. not going to be like, oh, I'm I'm on Mars right now, so I'm going to make sure I change my. I'm I'm just not doing it, uh, and I don't see that that had any value. But this I can pick and choose kind of what it wants. The only thing that bothers me about it is that it immediately made me be like, can I do this for my sparrow now? Like, just let me do it for all my items. Yeah, so the, there was a joke on Reddit. Uh, they're like, we've now done Weapons 2.0, Armors 2.0, Triumphs 2.0, and Ghost 2.0. Are Sparrows next? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because also, the concern I saw somebody be like is like, oh my god, what if guiding light and uh, speed de- like instant summon are both like six power? Like, oh my god, that's gonna ruin us all. Like, I I think sparrow mods are coming. Frankly, I I would be kind of surprised if they weren't now. Yeah. The way that this is looking at it, but I I like it. I like the ability to customize your ghost. It adds value to my ghost, which right now only gets changed if I get some sort of exotic one that I think looks neat for a little bit. But even that wears off so quickly. So for yeah, sure. g- give me a reason to go in and play with something that I can change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I I like it. I think it. I think it's uh, it's going to give people more incentive to change out their ghosts, especially like. Like you said, Josh, you're going to have one for each activity and really yeah. kind of go that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's for all ghosts because I have like three or four different ghosts that I actually like to use, including mm-hmm. the Indiana Jones one I just bought, which is yeah, awesome. I have, let's see. I have the Indiana Jones one. I have the Cabal Shield, the Spiky Servitor, and uh, even though I'm a hunter, I really, really love the Warlock Shell from Guardian Games. So I've been using that a lot, too. Uh, but I mean, I have so many ghost shells in my collections. I'd like to pull out that I just want to keep uh, reusing, and this is the perfect ex- excuse to go and experiment with them. Like, I, I think be- letting Crucible and Gambit players, if that's where you mainly like to play, like I personally don't like doing strikes, but I want to get in-game materials. I can now earn them in the Crucible and in Gambit. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I like to play Gambit. I, I think. Said it. I admitted it. No, I, I think I think it's a smart way to customize how you want to play the end game. Yeah, like I, it really goes back to their whole philosophy that they were preaching during Shadowkeep, and I think we saw it to an extent. But I really think they're embracing it now. Of play however you want, when you want, where you want, with who you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of emblematic of the whole Xbox thing going into this generation too. I think, which is just an ironic coincidence. Maybe that's what their high level meetings were about. Phil Spencer's like, "Let me customize my ghosts," and they're like, "Are you?" Dude, I get swear to God, money? if that said, meeting was to, for Phil to get us customizable sparrows, I will one be so happy and two laugh incredibly hard. <laughs> that would just be the best. I I honestly think that in any meeting that they've had. There has been questions like that, like why can't I do this with my ghost? Yeah, and then they have to like laugh and answer it, and they're like, uh, just wait. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I bet that's happened. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think we all kind of feel the same way. Uh, just it's kind of a quick schwab this week. Uh, any anybody any other thoughts on uh, on ghost shells before we tackle one other little tiny thing uh, that was on the schwab? I'm I'm just glad I get to keep my Indiana Jones yeah. ghost to make him cooler than he already. He had is. crappy perks too, so I know. I'm glad to I'm glad to get rid of Treasure Hunter. I'll just yeah. say that. I have never so October is my favorite month of the year. It's fall, it gets cooler, I can have soup as often as I want without getting Amen. weird looks. Uh <laughs> it's my birth month, there's Halloween, there's co- I, everything about it I love, but I've never wanted to skip to November <laughs> more than I have this year for everything. See, I, I say that, and then I saw the armor that you you can earn during Festival of the Lost. It looks and, so uh, cool. Man, listen, I may have to play a warlock just so I can be Count Wakua. <laughs> um, and I really, really need the uh, like werewolf-looking hunter set. Uh, that's something I think I would rock year-round. It definitely beats the stupid skeleton armor from last year. Um, this is the first actual cool Festival of the Lost set. Uh, I'm really excited to see it officially revealed, not just data mined here in like a week or two. Do you, but, guys, get, uh, 
the the from the data mine picture, the Titan gives me extreme Boba Fett vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, I like it. I uh, before we before we move off the Schwab though and get to uh, really our main topic of the night, um, I do want to uh, address one uh, one small thing that is in here. Um, it's titled "Honoring a Friend," and we're just going to go ahead and read the excerpt from here. Um, next week at Reset, we have a tribute going live in game to honor one of our dear friends at Victorious Visions who passed away last year, Matt Helsome. Uh, the weekly Reset will include a director message that will send you to Mars for a short quest to honor his life. He worked closely with teams at both Bungie and Victorious Visions on various projects during our partnership, and we want to memorialize his contributions to the Destiny universe. Uh, I think this is a really cool, really special thing to do. Um, I know some people are probably back. Oh, well, you know, we didn't get some amazing reward from this. Like, why is this in here? Uh, I think this is a really special thing to do. Uh, we've seen Bungie do little things like this before for certain people, um, but never actually to a quest line. Um, so I think this is this is something special to honor somebody who worked on the game. I think it's it's a really neat gesture of them. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, you always hate to see like something like this happen to someone but to memorialize them in in some way it's like it's like when world of warcraft like when ron williams passed away they put a little you know blue genie in there somewhere and like you know what i mean like just little things like that is is always uh i fun to fun to see it fun isn't the right word but you know you know what i mean yeah so i think it's neat that they it's it's a way to create memories linked to that person for everyone that plays the game because like everyone usually remembers quest lines and things that they've done that are like unique in some way Mm -hmm. so i think it's neat to find a way to get everyone involved in an activity in someone's honor through the engine of like the game i think it's neat i like it yeah that, that's kind of our, our last uh that's one of our last little things uh make sure we didn't miss anything here uh, real quick, uh, Hotfix is going live on Tuesday. Uh, we don't know what it's for yet, but it seems Hot that fix. it's uh, tied to. It seems like it's tied to Game Pass and uh, the expansion's going live um, for everybody. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. Said um, expect server crashes on Tuesday. Um, oh, there know. there is one other. There is one other little note uh, for anybody listening. Um, that due to the extended season, there is a glitch with clans. Uh, clans can no longer gain XP, and Hawthorne's weekly challenge will be disabled for the rest of the season. Oh, darn. Uh, while, they were in, while they were investigating a fix, uh, they found that it could result in all clans losing all of their earned ranks. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what quite happened there, um, but I do kind of like these little glimpses that they give us sometimes into uh, server-side issues. And development struggles. Uh, I think that's just a little intriguing. So, note that if you can't complete Hawthorne's challenges, that's why. Sorry if you were trying to get a clan staff that nobody will ever see. I uh, was. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Joe, the main reason why we have you on here tonight is uh, several weeks ago, uh, almost two months ago, actually, and I've kind of been waiting for a time to bring it up. I was hoping Bungie would address it in a twab back when we were still doing this on Monday nights, and we could bring you in and be like, hey, so on Thursday we talked. they talked about this. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, since Bungie has not addressed this yet, and I'm sure it's going to be one of the last things they actually do before Beyond Light, uh, we brought you in here to talk uh, your thoughts on 
the vaulting process, which Corey and I have both talked about ad nauseum at this point, <laughs> and um, your stance on how they're handling collections, because uh, you told us you had some spicy thoughts. So, I do. <laughs> so I, right. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to jump lean in. back and let you, I'm going to let you have the floor. So, I find that my vault, um, I know it, collections is a little bit better. But my vault is a mess. Mm -hmm. There is really no way, great way to go through my vault. To the point that uh, you use some sort of app or web-based solution to sort through any of that stuff. I use DIM. Uh, I think most people probably use DIM. That's what I use whenever I'm actually trying to look through it. But then there's still the problem of, like, there's not a great connection between the two. that I can't, like, go through and clear out space mm -hmm. through DIM. I mean... You, I'm sure people have workarounds and stuff like that in processes, but it's just not great. And so, anyway, long story short, I wish that the vault and collections would be somewhat combined. My dream is, I think, every Guardian, whether that's you want to create a spot in the tower, or if you, I think something like cool would be in your ship, that you can have what is similar to like a tribute hall, for your stuff. So I would like to have, even if it's only three or four, I want to have like a loadout or a, like a mannequin, but I want to be able to physically see it. So I want to be able to go and like into like my hall and I want to be able to place my top guns on a shelf and I want to see the gun. I don't, I want to see it exist. I don't want a menu where I have to scroll through it. I mean, I, I think that's eventually part of it. Yeah, but I want to be able to go and experience it. And when I'm when I'm meeting up with my team, instead of sitting in orbit, I think it would be way better if I could like it's like, hey, you guys are joining my fire team. You guys are on my ship right now, so I would rather have them all in there and they can look through my stuff, all the achievements, the accomplishments, and then you can start doing have, have like some trophies like for raids and exactly. Uh, Give me a Guardian High Rise. And you could put plaques that have the date that you got it. So if it's day yeah. one, it's something unique. And it's something that you can share with those people. Honor your uh, titles. Like, have, have your, like, your steel pins just, like, hanging in the ceiling. Yes. Yes. We we live in the tower, right? Like, the humans live we in the tower. Know. There's probably, we like, no there's, there's probably some sort of, like, apartment system. Like, it could be crappy, like the Matrix. Like, Zavala has quarters. an office. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, give us, give us like, an apartment in there and, give like, let us... physical space yeah. that I can somewhat decorate. And then, like, yeah, as I accomplish things, like, I think it should gain clutter. Yeah. So if I've done something, like, put a pile of something that... We're... So this way, like, think about like, the first time that you start playing with somebody and they invite you to their fire team and you can go in and be like, oh my god, you've done this, or you've done that. You can see it by walking around. And then it's not just sitting in orbit. Like, it's, like it, it creates the experience that, you know, like when you're doing a raid and you guys are talking about the activity and everyone's like, I'm guilty of this, but like, there's always a couple people just running around the area. Like, I want that earlier and i want that when i can showcase all my stuff mm -hmm. so like if you have if there's a suit of armor like that i'm like oh, i'm waiting for a chess piece like i would love to have an empty mannequin form or a guardian form i guess where i can see it's like oh i got the helmet got this got this and then i'm missing this piece like show me that give me that extra drive to be like oh it's missing it's that one thing that i don't have um and then let me if i color it if i like put 
my like you know uh, a shader on it like put that shader on it like let me display my stuff and show it and then like and then you i think it's easier then to pick and choose what you're going to keep and what you're going to throw out because when it's in a list i'm either going to miss it or i don't care it's like the vault is like my junk drawer be like i don't know what to do with this i don't know if this gun is good or bad i'm going to put it in the vault and then where it is right now for me is I have like 500 things in my vault. My postmaster's full. And it's just like, I'm still don't, I haven't used any of this stuff because I was doing my light level grind. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So I want a physical space. I want to be able to display it. I want to be able to showcase everything that I have. And then maybe if the season reset or, you know, whenever something gets sunset, maybe then you could move to like a chest in the corner where you have a menu for the odds and ends things that you don't want to put out on display and you can only hold so many, but I think there needs to be a showcase piece. I have a raid. I want a raid banner with that form below it that shows me the armor pieces for it and any weapons that I've got. So I can see in a spot be like, Oh look, I'm missing this one thing. That's going to give me extra drive. I know that I need it, but if I can't, if I'm looking at an empty spot on a shelf, like that's brutal. Um, and then it, I don't know. That's my take on it. That's what I want. That's what I want them to do. I don't want a menu. I want a physical space. So I like that you bring all that up because I, I think there's definitely room for both to coexist. Like have have the vault kiosk for those who are impatient. Sure. But I definitely think the idea of like so you go in your apartment. Like say you're going down the hallway and you're see, you're seeing you know like your deeds or like there's spots for each raid or something like the current year's raids or something and like legacy stuff from previous years and previous seasons is like in a back area or like you have certain ones displayed mm-hmm. but like you have the weapons that you have and the armor you have but like you see what you're missing and it's just visualized right there like that's so much easier than trying to discern what guns are from what rate because they're not broken up like that in the menus it's just auto rifles scout rifles etc i can't tell you how many times i've gone to look for something that's like classified like uh unknown like that's fine for exotics don't do this to me for legendaries like let me see it um see viewing viewing anything in the vault of course you know i'm on console uh i guarantee you it's better for pc players it is a pain in the ass to have to open up each and every gun in my vault wait for it to load to see what the additional perks are let me see it all like from a pop-up screen mm-hmm. like just when i hover over that gun please just let all that yeah. pop up so i can see it you already give me every other stat why not give me the other ones even if it's just symbols like force me to learn what those symbols mean also think about the vault right now like i have to go to the tower to go to the vault or i could go to dim and just pull yeah. out anything i want like it it feels so convoluted like why why can't i just pull stuff out of my vault anywhere because mm-hmm. I, I can't. I mean, and, and to that end, I, I think they tried to make the argument of, well, you can do it from the app now. Let me tell you something: the Destiny app is hot shit. It's terrible. <laughs> it's I haven't pretty been in, in a while. It's it's really I, uh, bad. I use it in the heat of battle, or if I'm in a raid and I don't want to go get my laptop. Um, but I will be playing in my office after the move, so I'll have it sitting right there next to me on a side table. Mm-hmm. It's like. Dim is just too valuable. Like, if they could get that running on iPhone, like, I'd never use anything else. I, I would stop complaining about the vault altogether at that point. But it's pretty bad when I have to go to a third-party API app just to see what I want the game to show me in my menus. And um, it's a killer that the fact that the third-party app does a better job of displaying and sorting yeah. than the in-game thing, which, like, again, like, that's why differentiate yourself make it so it's like 
Dim is its own thing if you prefer that interface, because if you prefer the vault as it is right now, you definitely prefer Dim, I would imagine. So, like, give me something else. Give me, let it look different. And I don't, I don't, and I'm sorry, but, like, on a console, I've played on Stadia and I've played on PC a couple times, and, like, the menus load so much faster. Night and day. Like, don't. Don't don't make another menu for me. Don't make me something else where I have to hold yeah. another button and load something else and then look th- like it just it just doesn't work. Like give me show don't tell in mm-hmm. Destiny. Like you can still give me that information. Bungie's great at UIs. Just just do it differently. Um, and then if I feel like if you had if you have a spot for most guns or like specifically like locations and raids. If it's like okay, these are there's a shelf for every gun in this raid. There's a shelf for this. It, then at that point, you're picking. I feel like you're more likely to pick and choose what version of that gun you want to keep. Where right now, mm-hmm. I I can tell you that for the longest time, I think I had 15 gnawing hungers in my yep. vault because I'm like I don't know which role I have to play with them. I don't know which one is best. Also, give me a firing range within that that same little ecosystem so that if I have people like my friends. Let them play with my guns that I've got. Like, I think that... So I love that you just said that because I think that would motivate people to go for some of these harder endgame challenges. Maybe go for pinnacles. Like, for example, I think if I think especially if console players could have played with some of these recluse or mountaintop, they would have been like, oh my god, I gotta go grind this. instead of, And like, they'll still see what a challenge it is, but they'll be more motivated to do it. I think if they could just try it out. It's also a, it's a better reason to embrace community and friends in Destiny. And For sure. Hands down, like, Destiny is not fun by yourself. It's not. I mean, like, it is to, It is for, what, 15 hours. Um, what if you What if you could go up to, like, armor mannequins in there, your friends could, and they when they click to inspect the armor, there's an option to try it on and see what it looks like for their specific class. I, exactly. I think anything like that. And I think you could even get fun. Like, you could do one of two things. Let's say that I'm a Titan main, because I am. Mm-hmm. and one of my warlock friends, I don't know if I have any, maybe one, <laughs> so they come over and they like they, they try on your armor. You can do one of two things. Be like, obviously, this is you can have an error message that says, hey, you can't try this on because it's outside of your class. Or you can do something funny where you have like the armor that's too big or it's too small like that doesn't fit on them, and then they have to, it falls off as they like walk around, but it's obviously useless. Like you can do, there's, I feel like, again, just getting outside of the menu and incorporating the community mm-hmm aspect of destiny which is a huge part of it uh i feel like it makes it more alive it makes it feel like things that i've earned for sure Um, and also get people out of the tower (laughs) like give me another space to meet up yeah i i I definitely agree with all that i really think that we're in desperate need now we have menu revamping which we know menu revamps are coming we saw the uh for example they're they're really cleaning up triumphs and catalysts and all that all that's going to look a lot fresher this fall but we do absolutely need something else we and need the tri- to revamp the tribute the hall is going away right like yes so everything on the leviathan is going away and that's something that keeps people keep asking like well, where's tribute hall going where's tribute hall going like i know approximately one person who uses the tribute hall and he is just like beside himself right now that it's going away yeah I, I he think, goes there to test guns all the time i but i think that's it though i think the tribute hall was really cool and is in an awesome space, but right now it's not utilized well because there's really not a 
great incentive to go back there other than that one thing, which is like to test weapons. But so you just take that space and like you already have a lot of the assets built and like the like Mm -hmm. you don't need I don't need every single character type that I can kill so that I can test a gun. Give me one that I can toggle through like a you know, a uh, a light, a medium, and a heavy boss. Mm-hmm. And uh, and give me, like, a smaller version of that, but then take all the other elements. Like, the Tribute Hall is such a cool thing. Just make it universal. Make it, like, so it's with me all the time. Take I think... the party barge and park it right outside the tower. Put Anything. it in the hangar or something. Give me give me my own little hangar spot that, like, like in my tower, that's, like, my yeah. spot. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I don't, like you, you oh man, you put my ship, my sparrow. Oh my god, dude! Can you imagine having a garage for like you could a have garage. like three spare, three or four sparrows on display at any time? You could have like multiple ships in the hangar. Oh my god, like, ghost shells. Have like a shelf with just like six or seven ghost shells displayed. Have like your artifacts you've collected. Oh my god, yes. like the kill artifacts the, you've got over the, the seasons. Man, kill tribute, Paul, and give me a garage. Give me a hangar. Yeah, and this, like, be, this is awesome. It. Bungie, hire us, please. We'll conceptualize it for you. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I, I know jokes, so like, I do a lot of mock-ups for work, mm-hmm. and uh, I have thought so many times, I'm like, should I just mock this up and like send it to them? Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, I don't want to put that much effort into it to just be so disappointed. When right. Just, like, uh, to, to, they don't respond. Uh, but yeah, give a uh, man... See, like, even talking about it right now, you can think about all the things that give me a hanger. Give me a hanger. You can make it look as grungy as you want. When you kill the tribute hall, make make one of those pods look like we ripped it out and it's, like, hooked up with, like, car batteries or something mm-hmm. like that. So that it looks like we've taken it from the tribute hall. Like, you could... Re- I think you could have so much fun with that. Have, like, a half-beaten down callus statue sitting in there. Yeah, like, all the things that you've taken. Oh, like, you... Oh, man... That's what I want a physical space. Yeah. And I don't I don't think it's outside it's definitely not outside of the realm of possibility for the engine or what because they've already done kind of each aspect yeah. of it. It just would take a lot of time for something that's not I feel like it doesn't feel like it has a lot of value, but like it's where you spend a lot of your time in Destiny is looking through that stuff or where you should be spending more time. I don't know. That's that's my hot take on it. I don't know. What do you get? No, no, no. I, th- I think that's awesome. I've been talking with my one of my buddies, Max, has been on this train for shoot probably the last year or so. Being like, give me a give me a guardian apartment. Let me deck it out with my achievements. Let me deck it out with the raids I've done with winning in trials. Like you get three wins in trials, you get a special banner. You get five. You get another one. You go flawless. You get the final one or something. He says, like, let me display this stuff. Like, let me let it be virtual bragging rights. Let me upload pictures of this to people on like on Twitter and on Reddit. Like, let me let me share this with my friends. And be like, man, if you can play, like, you can get this stuff too. And like, someone will be like, oh, where'd you get that? Like, oh, you can't get it because it's from a raid that's uh, that's in the vault now. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. And again, if you go with more of like a some sort of plaque next to it that has like a date at which mm-hmm. you accomplished it, be like, you can't. Like, you literally can't change that part of it like yeah you can get the achievement but like have I it, achievement from I, I've, I've been in favor of this for a long time uh, when we booted up Destiny 2 we got to see all of our achievements from Destiny 1 play out and who we did those things with I would love for if you had a physical triumph and commemoration of like the first time you beat the raid it says who your fire team was there Yeah. so like that is something that's really like maybe like link it to their bungee not that profile or something like 
uh, let him let you instantly call him up to a fire team if you if you click a certain button on there or something like automatically invites invites the game invites the party. They should um, in reality, and this is probably going a step too far, maybe, but like every raid should have to end with like a selfie. <laughs> Like, uh, I end, them, I like end them all with it. I end every single last one of them with a screenshot. I've done it since Destiny 1. I But I think the game should just do it. Oh, yeah. I think the selfie emote makes that really funny, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm typically now the one who stands up in the front doing it, and everybody's trying to like emote behind me. Uh, like We all got the callous chair. I was like, all right, that's it. Everybody, everybody pops out the callous chair. We're taking a picture. We're taking a group picture right now. Yep. Right now. I was. In, I'm in that. I'm in that photo. You are in that photo. Yes, you are. We just need to get. We need to get Corey that emote now. I just want to do. I just want to raid. Give me an emote wall in there that like flickers between like my six favorite ones or something. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, like rand. Like pick a random one. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, can you just? God, give me that. Give me Shax's mixtape that's in Zavala's office. Give me the speaker's mask. Oh, I don't... God, man. Oh, man. Then, no joke. And you could then... The lore that you collect in-game and that you scan... Mm-hmm. Like, you could put that somewhere. Like a yeah, bookshelf. I, I am really happy that they are making the lore way easier to access and to read in-game now. Like, it's it definitely better than it was in D1, but take the Destiny 1 Grimoire and add it into here. Like... Add the entire universe in here. Take the Bungie.net passages. Put them in game. Like so many people are going to miss out on this because they don't go and read it. Like, what if you had like a library on your shelf and like you had one that was just for the light, one that was for darkness, one that was for dusk and dawn, and then like legacy, like it's all Destiny One lore or something. Oh yeah, you could do the Book of Sorrow is like on an altar or something. You could absolutely do that. There's so many ways to accomplish this in like a. In a non-menu-y way, yeah. that I think would be great. I, I think really to achieve that because it has to be seamless of you like leaving the tower into your own space and like only people on your fire team can join you. Um, I think something like that they would would hypothetically come with the Witch Queen at that point, mm-hmm. um, just because they probably would want to be fully next gen just to make sure it's not stuttering on old consoles. I could definitely see that being a massive issue on Xbox One and PS4. Well, again, like I can, I can do that on the tribute hall right now, right? Like, right. like if I, if I go to the tribute hall and you're in my fire team, you see my tribute. No, no, no. That... I, I, I totally agree on that. I'm saying, I guess I'm saying more of like our more grand ideas. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, just the amount of loading it would take. I mean, it takes like 20 seconds for me just to go up. The steps from Hawthorne to towards where Zavala is. Oh, I get man. stuck in a visible yeah. loading screen. Going it's really screen. funny when you jump and then you spin the camera around and it just says loading mm-hmm. and you're stuck in midair, but you're Dude, like, so Titan, like, like as Titans. Anybody are... done means to an end, that's the worst loading ever. Ever. You're there for like a full 30 seconds if you're on a non SSSD console. It's terrible. So, uh, I really like these ideas, though. I think this is something that's awesome. It should definitely happen. Um, and I think it, it not makes you prioritize your roles, but I think it makes you experiment with them a little bit more. That way you're leaving out your default one. You still have your nine slots in your inventory, but like, I, I don't know, like if there was a way in the app to like access your, your mounted guns or something. I think, and I think like, just having, bam, I can just transfer that over. It's a, it's, if you, you take a physical form of all the things that we're kind of doing and di- like, give me loadouts, 
give me X amount of things. And so, like, I, I should at the very least be able to have a Crucible one, uh, like a, a raiding one, um, and then, like, a, I think it, minimum of three. Or I guess Gambit's so a four. Just give me give me that, but make it a physical thing. Yeah. So that I can look at it. And then, again, I, th- I think you're right. I think you, you it forces you to pick. Because right now I don't have to because I have a junk drawer that I can fit at least 500 things until the end of the I, season. I was panic. at 390 items two nights ago, and I whittled that down to 220, I believe. Um, and I fully intend to whittle that down to under 150 once Transmog and its process gets announced. Like, I, so many pages are just armor that I'm waiting for. I have a lot of armor, but again, like I, it's a hard time to go through it. I was oh, trying yeah. to do this the other day and be like, okay, which which armor do I need to keep? And then because all the the sets aren't together, it's like all the helmets and all this. And yeah. like, okay, did I have this one of that one? It's like, and you have to keep going. Or it's just not, just not. And great. that's why the community keeps asking every single week when the twelve comes up. The first question in the Reddit thread or on the Twitter reply <laughs> is always. When are you going to talk about transmog? Like some of us are seriously out of space in our vaults. You either have got to increase vault space with Beyond Light, which I think they need to do anyways, even if it's just by like one hundred spots. Yeah, you probably need to do it. And they're like, "What can we? What can we safely delete? Like, did you guys maybe reveal this too early to us, or or what? Because like people have been asking for details on this since like March or April since they announced it. Also, if I as soon as I acquire something. I should it should be eligible for like at least the for me to use it as a look. I don't yeah. care if I sure. I can't I can't use that as my base thing for my, my stats and everything like that. I get that. That's fine. But like once I acquire a piece of armor, I shouldn't have to keep it to be able to enable it so as a transmog it to look like something else. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've unlocked everything in this this uh, on this planet. I don't want to use any of the stats for that armor, but I like how it looks. I should be able to do that. It, it should. It, I shouldn't have to keep anything because they have a yeah. record of me unlocking it. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely think that transmog is going to change a lot of that. How they're approaching collections, how they're approaching sunsetting weapons. I, I think oh, prototype versions of what we're proposing here are coming into effect. We just want it all in one area, basically. There's there are absolutely some like-minded individual at Bungie that has like a a version of this be like look like look what I built and they let me put my emblems up as artwork in my guardian apartment (laughs) yeah it needs to be all dead orbit all the time uh what I bet there's a uh what music do you think plays when you're dead orbit uh welcome to the black parade by my home coronates okay that was a fast answer you had that queued up um, I've been making Man knows what he wants. forever that we would that we listen to My Chemical Romance and Taking Back Sunday. See, I I feel like Romstein would be playing. Uh maybe. I feel like we're just like kind of like depressed, but like we have like really like upbeat music at the same like it's depressing lyrics, but it's like you can't help but like bop your head to the beat. Yeah. It's like it's like a better warp tour in that apartment, I feel. <laughs> Minus the Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Like, Warlocks, I kind of feel like, I, I don't know, like, Warlocks, I think, like, you, you've got, like, classical music playing, probably. Um, you, you've got, like, Bach and Beethoven playing, like, maybe Yo-Yo Ma. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Titans, I feel it's, like, 
it's Metallica, it's Led Zeppelin. Uh, let me put my raid Spotify list on in my guardian apartment for people to hear because it's tradition that I listen to when the levy breaks as I'm starting a raid or as I'm teaching one. I need that drum beat because it feels like it's out of Halo for like the first five, six hits. Mm-hmm. And then the blues guitar riff comes in. It's just like, damn, this is like as perfect as you can make a nine minute song. Give it to me. You know what I. You know what would be a fun exclusive if Xbox could swing it? And it's way too close. to they, There's no way it would happen. I think it would be neat if you'd see some, some Halo armor make its way into Oh, into my God. Dude, listen. Like, all I want is, like, I, I want you to, like, go over to, like, a Guardian record player or something and, like, hit X to play music and, like... It, like, cues up, like, the Halo theme the first time, like, the first four notes of the Gregorian chant, mm-hmm. and then, like, uh, just, like, a lockdown happens because you're listening to something unauthorized, and you have to do this long quest to unlock it, and, like, oh, that file seems to have been deleted and uh, locked by the Vanguard or something. Hey, that's... that's... That's not a bad idea. Give me a wacky quest, but like when you do it, like then you get to you get to like tie your Spotify to it or something. Like, oh my god, like let me have a Spotify, a preset like ten track playlist that can play in my apartment and in my firing range. Like, man, I, I'm telling you, I need like I need smells like Teen Spirit. I need lithium playing. I need some Radiohead. I need some Pearl Jam in there. Of course, I gotta have my 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 Chemical Romance. I need some Green Day. I need some really really bad two thousands pop punk music. Needs to be a little fun in Destiny again. When when yeah. Cade Cade died, the comedy kind of died with them, which is it did. I think that's like why they're playing Drifter up so much right now. Yeah, um, he's kind of like with Shadowkeep, and especially with Season of Arrivals, <laughs> he's kind of stepped up to take that position. I feel that's very true. And it's like, Drifter, are you funny? He's like, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> I like it. Him and Eris's banter during Prophecy is, and during the Arrivals dungeon is so good. It is good. It is good banter. It, it's, it's, it's great It's great world building is what it is. Because there, there are little lore hints that get dropped there. Just no Nathan Fillion. Corey, is there anything you would like to see in a hypothetical redesign <laughs> or a Guardian apartment before we move on? Uh, hmm. No, I think you guys said it all. <laughs> I think you guys said it all. Honestly, Corey, Corey wants a sandwich bar in his apartment. Yeah, I want. I want just. Uh, I I want some. I just want an Earl of Sandwich. It's 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 like a Richie Rich situation where he has the McDonald's <laughs> in his house, but I just want an Earl of Sandwich in there and just walk in and get whatever I want all the time. Dad, not found. You are a mess, my friend. I know. All right. Well, if that's it, uh, we're going to move on to our last topic of the night, which, of course, is the lore corner. Lore corner. Lore corner. Like, I'm going to, like, have to remix, like, the Blues Clues. We just got a letter song into, we just got some lore, or we just got some lore. Or. <laughs> like, I want, I want like, a bife jingle to that. <laughs> um. Guys, if you remember last week, we, we talked about Zavala. We talked about the the, tra- the Traveler's Chosen sidearm. Uh, talked Got about, it. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe some faith in Zavala is going away. Uh, before we dive into the war, Colonel, have you done the Traveler's Chosen quest yet? I, I have. 
Okay, good, because we're about to fully spoil the fate of uh, two of our planetary vendors this week and the others in subsequent weeks. Um, this week we're going to talk about um, Sloan and Asher and what uh, Ooh, what our favorite, favorite. cantankerous <laughs> uh, Vanguard members are up to right now. Um, not really going to dive into too much of what they did uh, before all this. I guess we'll start with Sloane. Uh, Sloane, we really don't know a whole lot about her history. We know that she helped build the wall with Zavala and with uh, Saladin, and she, or uh, with Shax, excuse me. She uh, she kind of reflects on that a little bit in these lore passages. But I want to bring up the actual final lore book uh, that we get, uh, Sloane Ryastard. Um, just as she watched the Guardian ship roar off Titan for the last time, Deputy Com- Commander Sloan went into her office and put on the Golden Age technology she had claimed from the Hive. This, of course, is a, mi- a mission as part of the Traveler's Chosen quest line that you do. Um, she doesn't understand the language as she puts her head into a hood, uh, but she chooses, chooses the green for yes option. Um we find out this is a power suit. It's kind of like the Metroid armor in a lot of ways. It's kind of like uh, Samus Aran's armor. Um, the suit blocks light, though. Um, and it's, it's basically attaching itself to her. And as she walks outside, uh, she, she describes it. It's from her point of view that it's almost like Titan is driving the invaders off. It's trying to drive the pyramids away herself. And... Uh, the hive start charging her and she just she rips them apart and the suit amplifies her laughter her battle cry and uh she basically charges towards the hive like she is a one-woman army left on titan um out of any of the vanguard members that get left behind because spoiler alert sloan asher and vance all get left behind sloan is easily like the only one that could have feasibly survived us leaving her there. Um, and I've been pretty clear about my feelings on DCV. I don't think it's going to be for longer than a year. I do think we're going to go back to Titan during Witch Queen. Um, and I think we're going to go back to Titan and go back to uh, the Dreadnought personally. I really want to see, because they've said that when we go back to destinations, they're going to be changed. And I really wonder how this specific lore entry is going to change that. We're, we're not really going to talk lore this week. I guess we're going to do more of speculation, like what we think is going on here. Um, it's pretty clear, though. S- uh, Sloane, I almost call her Samus. Sloane has a power suit, and she's just going to fight the hive with her bare hands. She doesn't have the light inside the suit, um, but she does say maybe she can learn to control the arc energy through the suit, but it's going to take some time. Um, Asher, on the other hand, uh ha, because he has no hand it's a robot hand ha. i hate you so much um asher's is much more ominously named asher conclusion um as asher here watched his assistant's ship tear into orbit for the last time it occurred to him that he had not expressed how truly satisfactory he had found some of their work asher did actually like us deep down inside let that sink in he likes the guardian uh briefly entertains the thought of leaving a letter but there were others more deserving of his thoughts He's right back to being a dick. Um, and if he worked in descending priority, he may never make it to the assistant, which would defeat the purpose of the exercise completely. Instead, he went to the Pyramidian. The Vex are not born, yet not created. Desired to understand this conundrum brought Asher to Io. He reasoned the Pyramid with its alien resources as an unknowable power. It likely come for the same purpose. The dark ship sought to take the secrets of the Vex for itself. 
But Asher had staked his claim and was prepared to defend it. Basically, Asher goes to the gate of the Pyramidian and the Vex responded as he knew they would. He was prepared. He's uh, He, you know, kills them all uh, on the plates, proceeds inside like we do, uh, destroys the first hundred Vex, then the second. A Minotaur roars into the being before him and he crushes its Radiolorian core in his metal fist. Core in his metal fist. Climbs forward over their crawling limbs and slips into the cooling uh, rocks of their dead fluid. Asher swallows a mouthful of blood and keeps moving. And the Vex, the Vex are watching him. They're just watching him do this. And they're shuddering, twitching even, as Asher walks by them. He, he has this just ability to walk by them. And uh, it's likely because of his metal arm. It's because of his Vex arm that he has. He, he passes. Like, they recognize him that, wow, he just killed, like, 300 of our people, and um, he also has a piece of us in him. Like, he, he's worthy to pass, essentially. Um, he comes to the Radiolorian Lake. Um, he looks up where this guy should be, finds another impossible shape, another contradiction. Uh, he sees the lake lapping gently at the metallic shores. And it ends with the man reached up to the lake with his metal arm, and then he reached up with his arm of flesh. He reached with both, and he brought the lake down. Um, basically, Asher destroys the Pyramidian here to keep the darkness from learning the secrets of the Vex. We'll learn <coughs> in Beyond Light if he was successful or not, because there are a lot of Vex on Europa that we've been seeing in the gameplay snippets lately. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that he succeeded. And if we go back to Io, uh, I was sharing this speculation with a friend, or rather he shared it with me, and uh, we kind of emphasized and drew on it a little bit. Uh, what if you come back and Asher is completely vexified at this point and is the new boss of the Pyramidian Strike when they redo it? I mean, I could see that. He's just been, like, driven mad. Yeah. I mean, I I could totally see that because they've changed bosses before. Mm -hmm. Like you have the option to play like the classic version or the the new version, or it could just be randomized in the playlist, right? That's like true. It was in uh, that's true. What Destiny Destiny One had a lot of that. Like you just get forced to play the new one as part of a quest chain or something, and then after that, it's randomized. Yeah, they do that. Uh, like the uh, sometimes from the menu, you can select like the heroic version of uh, like a mission but if you do mm -hmm. like the playlist it's like the other version um, but and also it, it's worth it they did this in Rise of Iron with the, uh, the what do you call it the um, Sivified enemies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, you could yeah, do something like that that's uh, that's it it's just it's a real short sweet to the point lore corner um, we're gonna talk uh, Anna over the next two weeks that kind of demands two episodes so just as a quick preview we're going to do Anna, uh, where it's like Anna, Elsie, and Clovis Bray over the next two weeks. Going to find a way to divide those up. Uh, and then after that, we will finally get to one I've been wanting to do literally since we started this show, which is the Trials of Osiris lore and, and uh, the Fate of Brother Vance, uh, the final part of the Exodus quest line. Uh, after that, then it's just kind of filling out the major players uh, from this year and uh, leading into Beyond Light. We're going to do the Drifter and the Dredgens. Uh, we're going to do Saint-14, we're going to do the Seasonal Lore, and uh, I think we're going to do uh, Fall Grandma, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah, uh, that has been that has been Lore Corner. And uh, with that, back to you, Corey. Lore Corner. Oh no. We just got some lore. We just got some lore. I think that's worse than any dad joke I've ever told on this show or through the Twitter account. It's not. It's absolutely not. <laughs> I think it's in the hero. Do we just do we just need a a ghost that looks like blue? It's just blue's head. Uh, oh, that would be disturbing. <laughs> oh man! Well, I think that's going to do it for Tower Casuals. Uh, Jam packed episode. It we was keep saying every week like, oh, we're gonna have a guest on, and we're not gonna have a whole lot to talk about, and then like, well. We wouldn't have had this week, but they decided to do Ghosts 2.0. They decided to have a conversation about if they were or were not being bought out, and if they could legally talk about it. <laughs> so uh, that's so funny, man. Remember, remember when we started the show? We were like, you know what? This is going to be like a nice little half-hour show that we do on, on, you know, at night. It's been an hour and a half uh, every episode for like the for the last five episodes, I think. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be a boss rush show without it being longer about. than like <laughs> expected to be, you know. So. Uh, but yeah, what, one last note before we get out of here: with it coming to Game Pass this week, anybody who wants to jump in and play on Xbox, uh, you do have access to the expansions as well as Beyond Light. Uh, I do not believe Traveler's Chosen is locked behind the season. Uh, I think that's a quest that's available to everybody. I definitely recommend going and doing it if you are either returning or if you are brand new. It's kind of the perfect intro quest to the universe in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a better new light quest, I think, than new light itself is. Yeah. yeah. So even though everything that you do is on planets that are going to go away and activities that are going to go away, uh, it's a great nostalgic trip. You'll see a lot of veteran guardians out there, and uh, you'll get some of the coolest loot I think they've ever given out. Uh, you, you'll finally get a Masterwork Mindbenders. And uh, you'll get an awesome sidearm. Yeah, uh, and malicious birthday if you do the first half. So, I mean, I know I, I know we don't want to keep the show going any longer, but I wonder what new lights going to turn into once. I think that's frankly one of the biggest questions remaining at this point. Outside of transmog, what the hell is going to happen to new light? Because we know they said they wanted to streamline the experience, and that's part of why the Cosmodrome is coming back, but. Man, I just I don't know how that's going to work, especially since we're like ninety nine point nine percent sure that Aldrin is going to be the vendor in the Cosmodrome now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, how do you do that? Like, like, no, wait, you can't talk to this guy. You haven't played Forsaken yet. Yeah. You're going to kill him. Yeah. So huh. his resurrection cutscene is going to be out of here now because uh, Black Armor is gone. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I... <sighs> I don't Maybe know. tack it on to the end of the Forsaken. Campaign. I wonder. I wonder if they'll do like a some sort of like the way that Mass Effect did it with Mass Effect like two. If you didn't play Mass Effect one, not that you're going to make choices or anything, but they're just going to have some sort of like intro story. Here's what happened. Here's what you missed. Here's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Um, I'm really curious to see though, and uh, I'm fully willing to delete a Guardian so I can play through the actual new light experience now and not the crappy one that's in there now where I have to go play matches of Crucible and Gambit before I can pick up the first bounties. Then I have to go back to Crucible or Gambit and then I can finally come back and get my weeklies. I just played through new light with a buddy of mine the and it's, it's a little painful. Cause I can't also like me have already played through everything and like, like mm-hmm. 
I can't guide him because I don't know what things he can do and what he can't do and what's lit up on his screen and what's not. Mm-hmm. And like he can join me for most things, but it's just like we're not making like progress for him. And as a new, as like a new light, I also I would say a new light user, new light person. Like you can't, you don't know what to pick, so you need someone to be like, oh, pick this thing. We'll go do this right now. But you can't do that. It's just, it's it's missing components. It feels, mm-hmm. yeah. Or be extremely guided. It needs to be like, hey, you just need to play through this thing, and then you can do everything. That's and that's part of my re- that's part of my reason. Like, I go, you know, it's cool to bring the Cosmo drone back, but if you're going to bring all that back and you're going to say like, hey, this is new light, I do think this is them gearing up for saying once we go next gen, like, congratulations, we've been able to compress the file size so much. Like, especially with the news that the Series S is going to have file sizes that are like thirty percent the size of Series X. And we already know Series X was going to be a little bit more compressed. Like, damn, just bring all the planets and all the campaigns back next year or something once it goes next gen and just be like, congratulations, here you go. You can play through the entire story from Destiny 1. Yeah. Yeah. From Destiny 1 through uh, the Witch Queen. Like, how, God, how incredible would that be? Like, 100 story would, missions, all these adventures. I would, like, I would start a, rights. I would probably start a new game, like a new character just to do that, honestly. I would not. I would. <laughs> uh, Mostly because I, I have a third slot open. I say that knowing full well that I would absolutely go play the Taken King campaign again. Those are my favorite campaign missions they've ever done in these games. Um, especially the one where like, you're climbing the old tower in the Cosmodrome trying to get Cade's stash. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a really cool one to me. Um, Do you remember that one mission dreadnoughts. in yeah. the Cosmodrome where you were you have to fight to that one ship that's like docked off to the side. And when you go there, like you and your ghost have that moment where he's like, Oh, remember all the cool things we did together. Yeah. Some, some crazy, I, I, I want more things like that at the end of seasons. I want that. And I really selfishly want the Gallarhorn quest line back because yeah. you, you have to go to Bannerfall and crafted in this like crucible arena and you're being attacked by all these fallen while you're gathering parts for a gun and trying to get extracted and then when you actually go to the place in the cosmodrome it's an area where you've never been obviously and you're having to like assassinate everybody on the way like all gillied up style uh it is balls hard to defend the point while gallerhorn's being made but once you do it you have unlimited ammo in that gun to kill yep. all the walkers they drop. Like that, that is one of the defining moments of the game for me. It was like that's where it was like, okay, they did this for the memes, and I love them for it. Yeah, they had fun with it. You could yeah, tell this is they so had great. Fun like, give give me more exotic quests like this. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be handed an exotic weapon, like yes, give me that moment where I can not only. Like, have to, like, work for it a little bit. But give me that moment where it's like, hey, this weapon has this thing. Like, go to town. Really try it out. Oh, the, You're a, the, uh, you are a space god. Act like one. The, uh, um... Ah, uh, cripes. What's the... In the tribute hall, the the exotic that we got there. Bad Juju. Bad Juju. That was a great quest. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Reminiscent. I mean, and everybody, of course, likes Whisper. They like Outbreak. Um, Whisper's you know. great. We know that those cost extra money to make. Um, 
So I'm kind of hoping that that's where some of this game house money is going, is towards things like that and more dungeons. But um, let, let me find a way to let me pay you for that content specifically, yep. and then make that content. And I will pay you for. I will give you this money for things like that if you can find a way to get me to pay you for that. Yeah. All right, Corey, now we'll let you end the show. Yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. I know we kind of stuck around longer than uh, we, well, I would say usually do, but that's a lie. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching live on Twitch. Remember to follow us there if you want to watch us on Thursday nights and uh, catch our other shows. If you can't join us live, you can go over to our podcast feed. You can download it on uh, Friday nights or watch us on YouTube or on our website at bossrushgames.com. Check out our plethora of shows, including Arsenal X, our Xbox podcast, which we all are also on. Uh, Joe, thank you for joining us. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter as Colonel Panic. Check the notes around the episode for the spelling. It's goofy. Uh, or the Arsenal X show notes. I'm also in those ones. Yes. It's actually nice. You just click on his name and it takes you right there. So Right there right there josh where can we find you uh as always you can find me on twitter at at josh underscore finn that's finn with two n's uh follow me for my uh avengers gifs that are describing my playstation 5 uh acquiring experience right now um and my sure to be agonization over tuesday morning's imminent pre-ordering fiasco oh gosh did you see that they said the supplies will be limited dude i'm i'm so terrified right now i'm absolutely terrified <laughs> i need to get two of these things Corey. i don't need just one i have to get two i know i'm you can find me at i am Corey hd on twitter and instagram <laughs> and you can uh find me on a plethora of shows here on boss rush games Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Josh. I want to thank everybody so much for watching. Until next time.